At this point, it is four in the morning on Daytona Beach, Florida, um, and it is terrifying. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. I hope you are having a simply divine week. I know I am. I'm really excited to share today's episode where I talk with Columbus comedian Amber Falter. I'd never met her before. Uh, I met her while I was in town visiting family a few weeks ago back in Ohio, and um I found her just by searching Columbus Comedians, and she was all over the place, and I can see why. She's uh, really funny. In fact, Amber was just voted Best Comedian in Columbus by Columbus Alive magazine. So, uh, yeah, she's the real deal. And uh, she is talking about the fact that uh, she grew up with a mother who was an addict. And it's a heavy subject matter, but... What I really marvel and respect about Amber is that she's been able to process it all, and uh, she definitely found the funny in all of this. It's uh, it's a pretty crazy story, or stories, I should say. Um, the crux of it is is her talking about the last time she saw her mom, which was at uh, in Florida on the beach, and it's a pretty insane story. So um, I hope you enjoy it. I really did. Again. Uh, I just really respect the fact that, like so many other guests on the show, she kind of took something that was, you know, hard and uh, has sort of come out the other side and not only found the funny in it, but also found the positives in her situation, which is that she has a great relationship with her dad and, uh, and her brothers. And, um, you know, she's doing well. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of sadness there at times, but overall, she's really she's just come out the other side. And uh, I had a really great time talking with her. Her family owns a meatpacking plant in Columbus, so we actually did this interview in the conference room of said meatpacking plant. If you enjoyed the episode, please give us that five stars. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. You can also email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. I've gotten a few emails since last week's episode, so I really appreciate you guys uh, reaching out to me. I love hearing from you. And I'm going to be reading one story from a listener who had a, uh, a truly awkward, embarrassing, and dare I say shitty sexual experience. Uh, so I'm going to read that after the episode. Lastly, you can go to badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page. We have a new patron. So thank you to Liam for joining the Patreon community and supporting me in this show. It means so much that, uh, you know, you're willing to throw a few bucks my way each month. So thank you, Liam. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I hope you all do. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Amber Falter. I feel like we're filming like a deposition right now. Sit <laughs> 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 in office here. Where were you on? <laughs> it's very, I feel like, yeah, some interrogation goes on in here for sure. This is meat awesome. And bacon. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the water. Of course. I've like almost got the coffee jitters. Hell yeah. It's such a, 
Uh, it's such a balance between like awake and feeling good and then just on <laughs> I hate that feeling. And yeah. It's always when you I feel like as I'm getting older, it's when I take that second coffee. Yeah. I'm like, I already have one, but I would love one. And then you can't fix your stomach after that. You really can't. No. Like you're you just, just gotta ride it out. Fucked. You just yeah. feel like off balance all day. It's mm. great. Mm. I'm not there. So I don't know why I brought my coffee in, but it I mean, blew me away. Too. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. We'll Maybe see. I'll just drink more of this Halfway water. at the end, at the end of this, I'll probably be like, stay later. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, we should mention that we're, we're, we're filming this in like a, a meatpacking, not a plant. Is this like the office of a meatpacking? Yes. Plant? This is the <laughs> tiny interrogation murder office um, in front of the meatpacking plant where okay. there are um, either... I don't know, 55 plus year old people that were hired by my grandfather, mm -hmm. um, just slinging meat and making sausages. <laughs> wow. Um, and then my the younger generation, more my friends, my older brother's friends um, that uh, now drive for us or work in the back as well. Nice. Um, big, creepy, old slaughterhouse. So <laughs> it's it's quite terrifying back there. But So it's the family business. Yes. Yes. It, how long? So it started with your grandfather? Um, great, great, great grandfather. grandfather. Okay. So he came from Germany, uh, just, I think, learned how to be a butcher in like Arizona. And then, <laughs> sure. why not? And then came all the way back to Columbus. Like back then, it was not easy to get over there. I do not know what he was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so settled in Columbus, kind of here in German Village. Um, and they've been making a bunch of meat since. And it's it's real spooky back there. I have to do my laundry back there. Really? Um, and it's a giant barbed wire fence around the plant that we lock at night from like 6 to 6 a.m. Yeah. And I'll just like, it's great. I don't know. It's, I can't. I don't have a fucking key to it, to my own laundry. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I have to call like the creepy guys. No, they're not creepy dudes, but they're during the night shift from 6 to 6, which yeah. is terrifying. And I'm like, hi, can, I, can you like throw over my laundry or can you let me back? I really need this shirt for this party. <laughs> So I'm the worst, but it's a barbed wire fence. Like I was just like, why can't I have a key to my own laundry? But it's it's funny to me the um, the like older gentlemen that will like have to wash their bloody meat clothes. They're yeah. like they like, oh I feel real weird about throwing your panties over in the dryer. I'm like just do it. I need those for work. So um, I feel bad for them, but I'm very grateful. They do a lot of my uh, laundry, which is great. Yeah, they fold your delicates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's just, it's, I feel bad the ways they can't find my hamper, so they just put it in a garbage bag. <laughs> Oh, they're angels, yeah. <laughs> laundry angels looking out for me. It's nice. I feel like I've you know had to do my own laundry for so long. You know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> now you have butchers do it. Yeah, yeah. I just have <laughs> sausage slingers do it. Oh man. What's uh, it like growing up with with a family business like that? Um, I know it's a broad question, but it's just. It, I mean, because you live here where it's happening yes uh was that the case growing up too no i okay. lived in the suburbs of okay. pickerington okay so i lived out there and uh we had a nice little tiny like modest suburban home mm. um and I, I, my dad just works such crazy hours still to this day he's back there right now mm. like six seven days a week yeah. um but he would just come home like back then we used to slaughter so my dad was just covered in blood every day wow and smelled like bacon, just like cured <laughs> bacon. And I was like, Daddy. And I just like run into these his bloody arms every day. Like for all I know, he could have just been murdering people. But I was like, but you're such a good dad. Like get over here. Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean, it, it was interesting. Like I remember making it almost halfway through grade school. Mm -hmm. I was like in probably second grade. And we're just at the dinner table. And I look at him and I go, hey, 
where do you go all day? It's like they asked me in school what my dad does, and I was like, he's just gone. Yeah. But he comes back at night, but he's gone during the day. I was like, right. I, I was like, I should ask my dad. I don't know your job. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I bring home the bacon or some generic, <laughs> boring dad. Oh, thing. okay. Glad we settled that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. So I didn't really, I didn't even really know it was a family business. I just thought, you know. Yeah. I had some cool hot dogs and stuff growing up. I don't know. Out of curiosity, are there rivalries amongst the meat packing community? In a way, yes. Um, so there's actually just across the way, there's mm -hmm. another family meat company. Um, it's the Therns. And they're actually amazing people. They're okay. so great. They um, You can walk in. They have like a deli up front and you can grab meats and go. Uh, but it is really funny. Like there's, I was out like hungover at brunch recently. Um, and one of the guys my age was like, hey, what's up? We're hungover too. What's up, meat princess? And I'm like, ugh, ew, it doesn't. Don't say it that way. It's gross. <laughs> that should um, be how you introduce yourself when you're doing sets. The oh, meat princess oh, of Columbus. <laughs> oh, my vegan friends will love me. Um, sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, so they kind of were, I mean, they've been alongside us for literally for a while, but yeah. um, I don't know. I feel like we have such crazy deep history that we're just like these old crazy, like we've been here, we were here first, you know? Sure. So, well, I, I asked because I'm, I'm uh, friends since high school with the Carfanias. Yes. So okay. Any, like, right. You know, <laughs> um, my grandma would never take me to Bob Evans growing up. She <laughs> okay. was pissed about that. Apparently, my grandfather, so her husband, um, helped him, Bob Bob Evan, mm -hmm. I guess, right? Mr. Evan. Yeah, yeah Mr. Evans. Uh, he was like, he needed help with his sausage recipe. Uh, and apparently, my grandfather helped him. And my, I would always like, you know, they had big shiny pictures and commercials. Yeah. My grandma would never take me there. She's like, no, those motherfuckers. And I was like, oh, okay. So no, no, we can't go there. Okay. Um, very bitter, bitter old bitch. She's, she's gone now. It's fine. She's probably in this room with us right now. Oh, that'd no. be comforting. Oh, well, yeah. no, it's not. She's terrible. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, hmm. Just generically racist and fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Got all of her old jewelry. That bitch was loaded. Oh. Yeah. I love so her. It has a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a cool cool place. Do you mind if I occasionally take a hit of my vape pen and Oh God no, dude. Get it. Uh, Hell yeah. It's kinda douchey, but <laughs> no. I've quit the cigarettes. Yeah, congrats. So. I heard that in your podcast. Yeah. 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 So but I'm I'm still especially with all the caffeine in me right now. Oh. Like, uh, I need some nicotine. Do do it up, dude. Okay. Yeah. Um Thanks for asking. <laughs> you look cooler already. No, I'm just fine. Uh, um. Okay, so you grew up in the meat business. Uh, your dad sounds uh, like a solid individual. Uh, from what you've told me, your mother was not. Yeah. Is that accurate? Totally. Okay. But it's funny because growing up with an addict, she was an addict. Um, and growing up with one is like, you're a kid. Yeah. You don't know. Like mm -hmm. no one's being like no one's sitting you down when you're four, being like. Listen, this is going to be hard. Um, right. it, it just very much, everyone tries to hide it from you and shelter you. Um, and so my dad being gone in a way at work so often mm. um, was just nothing but time with my mom, who okay. it, in a way, like she was sober for five years of my childhood, which ones I couldn't tell you. I was going to ask um, But like with most addicts, you kind of, um, you switch gears. If you're not drinking or using, you... Um, you might just, you know, fill that gap with anything like golf. I don't seriously. It's Did crazy. she fill it with golf? No, she filled <laughs> it with birds. She started birds. with oh my god, birds! <laughs> like, like the, we had just had like loose parrots in our house. <laughs> really weird time. She was like addicted to birds, wow. but also like what I loved about it was being a kid and having like 
just like impulse issues. Like yeah. I'd be like, mm, I want candy. And yeah. she'd be like, fuck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, let's go get candy. So it was like a really fun, like for me, I was like, she's fucking dope, dude. Like, sure. yes. I'm going to double check that these volumes are. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Me, I'm not shouting and. Ah! Ah! Okay, good. <laughs> Very so, technical work nice, I do here. Yes, nice Kermit sounds to <laughs> ah, check the mic. Hello. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, that must be one of those things where, as a kid, you like you said, you don't think about it, and so she's just fun. And then, yeah, that must have been interesting when you were like you said, eighteen, nineteen, that you kind of saw behind the kimono, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Like, how did, did you ask like your dad or somebody about it or was it unprompted or, or maybe we should backtrack. So, well, so what was it like growing up? I mean, I know you weren't, you didn't really understand as a kid that she was an addict maybe, but what was it like growing? I mean, what were her, I mean, I know you said she was kind of just fun from your perspective. So like, what were yeah. some of the, I don't know if there's like a couple examples of like, this is what it's like growing up with an addict that you yeah. know, come to mind. Um, totally. Um, again, like it was that really fun, like I could convince her to do like anything. Like yeah. uh, she was just like, whatever you want to do. Like we're, we were both very impulsive. Um, she, um, I, re I remember like she was pretty broke after my parents divorced, but still living around. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to start shaving my legs cause my friends had. Sure. That's enough. Yeah. <sighs> and she was like, you know what? I'm your mother. I should be the one that buys you your first razor, not your dad. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, but I don't have any money right now. And I was like, okay, tight. What do we, but in my mind, that just meant we had to go steal. Um, but she didn't explain it that way to me. It was not stealing. It's not stealing. And she dressed me up real cute. And she showed me more affection than ever on these days. And would like hold my hand and like talk to me in the store. So I remember we'd walked in to a Kmart. Mm -hmm. We just walk straight in, full confidence, and I'm like skipping around, and like my mom looks all nice and clean, and we walk in the back. She grabs a pair of $150 Harley Davidson boots, and we just walk straight to the customer service counter, and she's like, "Hey, I'd like to return these," and I'm just like, "Yeah, they didn't fit," and like she's like, "Yeah, that's right, they didn't fucking fit," mm -hmm. and the woman's like, "Well, I don't have a receipt. I can only give you." Um, $120. She's like, ah, that'll do. But we would do that in order to make, like, to get money to, like, yeah. go buy shit that we wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be, like, razors or whatever. Um, but it was a lot of, like, late night runs and, like, sitting in the car. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, and it was always, like, you're so good at keeping secrets. Look at you. You're so good at keeping secrets. And, like, our whole thing was, like, all right, and what's, what are we going to say before you go home? Don't tell dad what we did. Oh, my God, what's up, sister? Like, it was this crazy, like, it was so it was so manipulative. And I felt like I had so much. I was like, we have the deepest connection ever. Mm -hmm. um, there was one night she picked me up from school. I hadn't eaten since lunch. Um, I'm just, like, telling her I'm hungry. I'm hungry, like, all night long. I was in fourth grade. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but we got to go somewhere first. And she's like, I'm gonna, I'll, be, I'll be right back. I'll be back in 30 minutes. And I was like, okay. She leaves me in this car in this parking lot. So I'm in the back seat, just like so tired. And like, the, I feel like that was the hungriest I ever was. Mm. Um, but it ends up being like, it takes forever. And I'm like in this car for hours. And I'm like scared and it's dark and it's definitely like two in the morning. And where, where she went into the 
the apartment, apartment complex. complex. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So she's like, okay, stay here. Like, be good. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, you're the best. And yeah. Don't I, tell dad. yeah, don't tell dad. <laughs> Got it. And but I'm so fucking hungry. And she's in there for hours. And I remember she was in there doing whatever drug that I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And she comes back outside and I see her and I'm so excited that like I push my face on the glass like, ah, oh, thank God you're back. I'm so bored and hungry and little and like, where have you been? I'm scared. And she sees me and I scare the shit out of her. Like to the point she forgot I was in the car and she like screams and runs back inside. And then her and some like, total crackhead come back out sure. and like this like very sweet crackhead like comes out and like opens the door it's like hey hi i'm whatever crackhead, like, joe. crackhead joe um <laughs> and i heard you're hungry and i was yeah. like i'm so hungry and she gave me this like what i call crackhead spaghetti me and eminem really bonded back in the day <laughs> um but i remember my mom i'm like shaking and my mom's like feeding me crackhead spaghetti in her terrible apartment it was just yeah it was really it was a uh, it was crazy wow so many stories <laughs> I bet. Um, I can only imagine. So many that are also just repressed. They're just down there. Mm -hmm. My brothers will bring stuff up like, do you remember that? That was crazy when mom did this thing. And I was like, what? Um, no, I don't remember that one. Nope, sorry. Brain canceled it out. Wow. There was one other time that was just um, the smell alone makes me remember it. Mm -hmm. um, she had, my. she like came to the house, my dad's house. Um, again, he had like full custody and wasn't really supposed to let us hang out with her, mm -hmm. but he couldn't say no. And she was very persistent. Um, and we very much wanted to see her. So she came, came to the house one day, was like, banging on the door. She's like, yeah, you guys want to hang out? You guys want to go do something? And we're like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. My dad, his only concern was us getting to school the next day. She was dating a guy named Mike who had like a motorcycle nice. and he was like a truck driver. Yeah. And, um, he comes in later, but my mom picks us up. We run around, do stuff all day, and then we're driving back to her apartment. And she just starts talking about how bad she has to shit. She's like, I gotta shit. I gotta, I gotta go. Oh, and she's like farting, and my brother and I are like, ew, stinky. Oh my God, stinky fart. Yeah. Um, these were the farts of like somebody going through withdrawal. So oh. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't you know that was a symptom. Oh my God. Yeah. So she, it was super bad. Um, I'm behind her. My brother's in the passenger seat. And I just remember, like, the smell is so bad. That she ends up, like, screaming bloody murder. So then my, brother's, my brother and I are like, ah, putting her hands on her head. We're like, no, no, no. And she's driving, and we're not at the apartment complex yet. And each, there's, like, she lived in the back, and there's, like, road bumps on each oh, one God. where she just farted and shit herself more and more and more. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, my God, it stinks. Oh. And we get we get to the parking spot, and she's full like gripping onto the like steering wheel, just like letting it all out at this point because this just you know yeah. So we she like hand like I don't know how we get in. She like ends up just we run out of the car, we run to the door, and she lets us in, and then just leaves. And my brother and I were like freaked out, so we're like hiding behind this couch, where we ended up falling asleep. This is the part I don't remember that he had to tell me. Yeah, we ended up like just exhausted, falling asleep behind this couch. And my mom had left the apartment door open, just wide open, and just went somewhere. Sure. But we had no idea. And so then her weird boyfriend like came by, saw that the door was like loose and open, came inside and apologized. He's like, "Come with me." Like, and he took us to school that day, like oh, sweet wow. angel. And he was like, "You guys shouldn't be around your mother." And then he never dated her. That's the last time we saw him. But I don't think they dated anymore after that. But wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Stinky. Ugh. It was so stinky, dude. I bet. Oh man. Yeah. Oof. Fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, first question: What is in crackhead spaghetti? 
<laughs> oh that would qualify it as such. That's my big takeaway yeah. from this conversation. Um, you know what? I, I don't get it. I should call her for the recipe. I know where the apartment is. I could just sneak in. Like I just imagine like gummy bears oh and bacon or you know just random ass shit. I just remember it tasted so goddamn good and oh. I ate it cold, but I was just so Boy, hungry. So hungry. Yeah. So hungry. I was like, oh yeah. my God. But cold <laughs> spaghetti rules anyway, but crackhead spaghetti. Yeah. I'm curious. When was the last time you saw her? So the last time I saw her, um, I was 12, I believe. Okay. I was 12 years old. Um, I think leaving sixth grade, going into seventh, that sounds right. Um, and at this point, my parents had been divorced since third grade. Okay. And um, she lived in town for a little bit. Like my dad won the house, won full custody. Um, but she lived in Pickerington in, for in like two different, maybe three different really creepy apartments, you know, like just like nearby. And we would see her then, and that's kind of when she was definitely using again, being nuts. What was she using? Um, she, kind of all over the place. Um, I think it got pretty bad. Definitely drinking again, of course, but mm -hmm. probably more like heroin, some addiction okay. with pills so that, and stuff. Yeah, heavy stuff. Yeah, so, okay. so that's when the divorce happened. She lived in town. Uh, my dad just like loved her so much and tried so hard to like fulfill like our mother uh, you know, uh, just having her in our life kind of thing and sure, wanted to yeah. be asked and he didn't know how to say no. And so we would still see her. Um, and then out of nowhere, like two years after the divorce, she just no was nowhere to be found. She wasn't at her apartment. She hadn't called. So, you know, I'm like ten, eight, maybe, maybe 10 years old yeah. when she left. So like, she just full up, straight up abandoned everything. And we're at the dinner table with my dad, my poor dad, who's just like trying so hard anyway. And we're like, hey, his mom called? Did she call? And he's right. like, mm, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, she's good. And we're like, can we call her? And he's like, mm, no, no, she's busy. <laughs> oh, well, she's so busy. So we did that for like a year and a half and we had like no wow. idea. Was that um, just, I mean, did that Sorry, I'm freak screaming. you out? Oh no, that's fine. It was just this, was this thing weird. where like there was no like there, here, here's here's the deal that we didn't know. My dad right. didn't know, and like, what's his story? What he's at any point he's just gonna be lying if he doesn't tell us like the full truth. But explaining that to these kids, like I felt so bad for him. Um, so fast forward to we just don't know. We haven't heard from her. Um, it must be eating away at him, like not knowing how to tell you. You know. Yeah, I like. I can't even imagine like how sure. he dealt with that. Do you know, was there like a final straw that led to the divorce or? It was basically, um, I mean, again, this is stuff that like, I kind of like had to like pry my dad on. And yeah. um, it, to my understanding, more of my like outside family just kept seeing this like pattern of like, she was going off the rails again. She was being left alone with us, um, which is, I have crazy fun stories about being in like second grade stealing things with her mm -hmm. um but we can get on that later really? yeah, yeah. yeah so um she my dad kind of got cornered and everyone was like you got to do the right thing um and the right thing was you know getting her away like it was right. all everything we were doing or he was probably doing was more enabling her um and you know he has to work so hard to support all of us and not being able to be there and monitor what she's actually doing sure and her having almost nothing but time to manipulate me and my brothers mm -hmm. to like fill our heads with these lies. And mm. so like she, at one point I know like a lot, my favorite game growing up was um, my dad would leave for work and I'd have the day with my mom and she'd say, okay, we got to find where he hid my keys. Cause she'd want to like 
get out. Like my dad would hide her car keys just to be like, please God, stay home and take care of these goddamn kids. Sure. But I yeah. was like, oh my God, okay. Like I know all of his spots. Like we got this. <laughs> We're going to get like candy. Like I can't wait. And she's like, yeah, if you can find these keys, like we'll go to Build-A-Bear. And I'd be like, I'm on it. We gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, th- that was our relationship, you know, and like stealing and like lying and all that. But um, so yeah, it got to, I think, we just kind of like lived in limbo. And like, I remember even being like 11 years old and my brothers and I being like, huh, I mean, she could probably just be dead, right? Like, oh, you can't call us if you're dead. And my dad's like, yeah, good one. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe she is fucking dead. So um, we do this for whatever amount of time and um, we just kind of accept like, maybe we won't hear from her. Um, but then one day my dad got a phone call. So mm-hmm. about almost two years later, I think, got a phone call. And she sounds great and she's apologetic and she's like, Bob, I'm so sorry. I'm in Florida. I'm sober. I'm with this great guy. Oh, excuse me. I feel like I'm going to burp. Oh, yeah. Right into the mic. We'll see. Let it go. We'll (laughs) see what happens. The anticipation. Mm -hmm. Is it going to happen? Is there going to be a burp? We'll know soon. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to smell like avocado and eggs. Nice. Gross. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like so to hear from her after not and probably like, Again, like, I'm just kind of speaking on his behalf. He's such a quiet, like, humble dude. Yeah. Um, like, I imagine that finally hearing from her was huge. And her for her to say, to acknowledge, like, hey, I had to be alone. I'm so sorry. I needed some time. I'm great. I need to see my kids. Like, I have to. And he was like, yeah, okay. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. So wow. this was, like this crazy thing. My dad had a girlfriend at the time. She brought her like little son who must've been six, maybe seven years old with us. Okay. Um, and my dad, you know, we get off the bus, same thing. Like, Hey, have you heard from mom? And he's like, yeah, I did. And we're going to go, we, we're going to go see her. So she's living in Daytona beach, Florida okay. with her new boyfriend, Okay. apparently sober. And we're like, cool. So in this, excited? like I was always oh, freaking hyped, dude. So like every holiday, like every, in, like in that, you know, uh, that age, you're like, oh, it's Mother's Day, make your mom a thing. Right. Oh, it's your mom's birthday, make your mom a thing. It's Christmas, it's it's Halloween, it's Easter. So I had a box of like just things, like gifts and candles and stuff I knew she liked. Oh, and my dad was like, listen, we're going for a couple days, you just need to bring clothes. And I was like, I'm just bringing this. And he's like, oh, God damn it. So my only <laughs> carry on was like these gifts that I was like, no, she's gonna love these. Had they been accumulating? Like, yeah. Has she been gone? That's really sweet. Right, so I'm just like, on my stupid, my, like I think the first time I was on a plane yeah. and in my like uh, lap is just all these things. I was like, my mom is gonna love this shit. Like yeah. she's gonna eat this up. Um, so we fly down there, and the, the deal was, my dad was like, you can see your kids, but I will be right there. Sure. Of course. Yeah. So we're, we get a hotel on the beach. So my dad has a hotel on the beach with his girlfriend and weird kid. Um, <laughs> kid kind of sucked. Oh, my God. Spoiled <laughs> little shit. And then there was one hotel in between us and then my mom's hotel. Okay. So we arrive. We settle in. My brothers and I are just like... Yeah, so freaking hyped, right? Yeah, I bet. So it's this really interesting moment where, like, I remember the excitement and, like, the adrenaline, like, true fucking, like, ah. And we got there, like, quite early in the day, probably 11, 10 or 11 a.m., mm. and my dad and his girlfriend are walking us down the street. We walk up to her hotel room, and I have this box of shit, and I'm just like, fucking. And uh, she opens the door, and I just remember being like, I'm 12 years old and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I'm literally not recognizing who she is. 
Like she had aged so rapidly. Like she looked like she was 58, maybe 60. Wow. And she was absolutely like her like late 40s, I think. Okay. So it was just I upon seeing her, I was like, well, that's not her. Mm-hmm. So she used to have like long brown hair and she was like tan as shit. Just like almost like so tan. Yeah. And she had like terrible like, wrinkles and like big poofy like blonde hair. She looked, just looked like a mess. Like, but yeah. I was like, well, that's my mom. Gotta, I still gotta love her. Yeah. And, I was, and so I had this box of this stuff and I hand it to her. And like, I just remember being like, why aren't you crying? Like, right. you're just, we're just like kind of staring at her like, so, and like, there was no immediate like hug. She was like, oh, what's up? Let's go to the beach. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. So like, even upon arrival, just like looking at her, I was like, that's not you. That's so whatever. Like, why had she aged so much? Probably just like the amount of like using and like all that. Like, okay. even growing up, I missed this. Uh, I didn't mention this earlier. She smoked. While not you drinking, she smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. Whew. So I always, she bought them by the carton. Yeah. So um, I remember thinking like packs of cigarettes, I called little cartons. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> child size. And my mom's like, yeah, child size. <laughs> um, but I got very good at packing cigarettes and rolling cigarettes at a very young age. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, for her, I was like a cigarette queen. Um, yeah, so we... My dad kind of does this thing where he's like, all right, well, it's broad daylight. We are right next door. Like, please have full communication with us. Um, and here they, here they are. Right. And this is weird. And she's like, yeah, I got this. And we're just like, okay, yeah, it's going to be fun. So we decided to put on our bathing suits. And we're like, let's, let's go down to the beach and kick it. Um, so I'd never seen my mom drink before. I'd never seen her drink. Really? I'd seen her fucked up on many things, but I'd never actually seen her take a drink of a thing. And you think, she, was that like a conscious choice on her part? It, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, because I feel like maybe, yeah, I don't, like I, that's you, where I'm she like. She didn't want to see you, or she didn't want you to see her drinking? I don't know. Yeah, so even at, like with her five years of sobriety, I would go to like AA meetings with her all the time. Oh, okay. She'd have like huge card parties at the house where everyone's thick cloud of smoke mm-hmm. and I'm like crawling around like because I loved Rugrats and I like, wanted to be Tommy Pickles. <laughs> I was like crawling around like drinking out of people's like Coca-Colas and sure. shit and there's just like a cloud of smoke but yeah, like she was like hard in AA like in whatever so I think once she, before the divorce like once she was using again or whatever mm-hmm. it was more of a thing that she was like not doing it at the house like very oh, yeah so probably pretty good at hiding it I suppose yeah, yeah, um, so yeah it's this beautiful sunny day we're on the <coughs> beach and I'm just like but my mom still hasn't like cried yeah. and I, I was just like that's what you I've missed you like what do you and she like again like she was so gorgeous and like crazy and to see this like creepy old like wrinkly blonde version of my mom like just like she had like a beer gut and like so she brought down this cooler to the beach and she's just like cracking beers open and i was like okay weird so we're like splashing around and having a good day but like it was even clear to me i was like oh like she's getting drunk like Mm -hmm. okay and i was like i know that she's like clean or better now but what does that mean i still didn't even know um it was really it was interesting um so a lot of that day, like, I was just, like, in awe. Honestly, I, ugh, there's that burp. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, there excuse it is. me. It was quiet well and gross. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we spent this whole day together, and, like, we, um, I just, I I don't remember, like, the entire day, like, mm-hmm. that night, really, like, what we ended up doing. I think I was just so, like, stressed out that, like, I was, it was still, like, such a shock. Yeah. And I still, in this weird way, I felt like 
maybe she was dead and this was just somebody else. Yeah. And it, I was like, that can't, it doesn't feel like you. Like, of course, um, it was really scary. And so anyway, we end up at her hotel uh-huh. and I'm like really tired and exhausted and I'm laying in this bed. So it was this hotel that was separated with like one like door or like a little mm-hmm. like pulley mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Like two wooden door. I don't know. French doors. I don't know. I don't know my door language. Um, (laughs) I'm like laying there in this bed, and then like I, um, I just remember dozing off, and like the the creepy little TV. I just hear like yelling, and my brother and my mom are fighting. My oldest brother and her are just screaming at each other. Okay. And that just immediately put took me back to like bad times of growing up, and I was like, oh my god, like no, 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 like this is this is like our time to be better with her. Like she's back. Like, and I was mad at my brother at first in my head. And I'm just listening to this argument, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, no, like, why is he, he started this. He probably just started this shit with mom, with creepy version of mom, like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The nightmare version of her. Um, And so then my second brother, like, runs out of that room, and I just remember the little TV, like, it was staticky, some bad antenna, and it was, like, the only light in the room, and he's like, hey. Like, he's on the ground, he's grabbing my arm, and he's very stressed out, and he's like, we gotta go. He's like, we gotta go right now, okay? And I was like... No, I'm going to stay with mom. You guys can go, but she's been pretty cool. I don't know. I'm like, you guys just want to leave me here? And he's like, you're not staying. We have to go. And he's just like on the ground, like packing my bag. And then as this happens, um, the door gets like kicked open. Like my brother like almost falls back through it. Um, she essentially like pushes him kind of like through the door to my memory. I mean, mm. it might have been a different thing. So I have my one brother next to me packing my bag. And then my mom pushes through. Um, and it's just like this crazy, scary moment where she's just like literally enraged and she's in like a pair of silky panties and a tank top and that's it. Mm-hmm. And she's like crying and she's screaming. And so she like dives on top of me and she's like pinning me to the bed. And it was the most horrific thing ever. She's just like crying onto my face and she's like, you can't leave mommy. Mommy loves you. Like stay here with mommy. Oh, and I was like. Some mommy there, dearest shit. It was this moment where at first I was like nodding my head. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brothers are pulling her off of me. And I'm literally like tasting her tears. And um, I'm just like, I'll stay, I'll stay. And then it like started getting so scary. I was like, I'm actually just, you know what? Can we just have a rain check? It was like breaking up with like a boyfriend who's like, no, please, you can't leave me. And I was like, I'll change. okay, maybe we can figure it out. And then he like says one dickhead thing or you're just like, actually, can we sleep on this, Derek? Because like, you're kind of scaring me right now. And like, please put down that knife. Like it was so intense. And my brother's like, get her off of me. And um, so my, my oldest brother tells us like, go, 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 go back to dad's. At this point, it is four in the morning on Daytona Beach, Florida, um, and just terrifying. So we get out into the hallway of the hotel and the door closes behind her. My oldest brother is like, uh, basically yelling at her and all this. And she's in her underwear with no bra and a tank top. And like, he, she's literally like beating, like fighting him almost. He's like 16 probably. And, um, she ends up tackling my brother that's trying to get me out of there. Mm. And so we want, we finally get away from her. And it's just this moment where I would just like turn around and my brother's like, go, go, go. And then like, he's just like wrestling my mom. And I was like, okay, well tight. So that was the last time I saw her. And we run back to my dad's apartment or uh, the hotel. It's in the middle of the night. His girlfriend opens the door. Um, and she's just like, Bob, the kids. And like my dad, like, again, so quiet, like doesn't just lose his shit. I just hear him punch a wall mm. and then like <clears throat> get down to business. Hey, don't you get comfortable? Lay down. And we're like, okay, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Like we hope Jason's alive. He's wrestling mom right now. <laughs> and uh, 
so the whole thing was she locked herself out of the hotel room when she did that. And my brother just like had to run away from her and like trick her. And he went down to the lobby. It was like, there's a crazy woman on floor three. Uh, you might want to deal with it. Peace. And then my dad came, got her. I don't know what happened then. I don't know if they talked to her or if my dad even saw her one more time. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy. So then, you know, we have a whole other, we have the rest of the weekend together right. there. And it was this thing where the, it ended up being a really great trip because it was kind of this thing where my dad's trying his whole life to hide these things, shelter us, keep us from it. Um, and at the end of the day, like you kind of can't. Right. And I, there's, it comes a time where you got to like tell us what happened or to your best of, best of your ability, explain like what her issues were. This is like um, the real life, a kid learning there's no Santa Claus. Yes. Like this is your mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was so, but it was like, you know, we're, it's, we're wide awake at 4 a.m. We're not right. going to fall asleep. No, and my oldest brother, he comes back and he, he's just like pacing around and like, I know that growing up, like he was the oldest, so he kind of did understand. And she. How much older was he than you? Five years old. Five years? Okay. So there were moments where, like, he'd come home from school and she'd be inside being kind of weird or crazy. And he'd be like, hey, you guys want to, like, shoot the basketball for a little bit? Like, I'm going to talk to mom. And so I feel really bad. And, like, I'm so grateful for, like, him and for him being so strong. But he ended up, it was so gorgeous because I, I love this weekend in a way. I, like, mm -hmm. look back on it fondly. Like, oh, I'm so. Glad we went. I'm glad I got to see that. Yeah. Um, I think I might have dealt with her addiction and our childhood trauma like differently if I didn't see her like for who she really was ever. You know, like right. It was all just you being told. You may not believe it in the same way or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. And in the back of my head, I would have still looked at her as this like fun fairy tale princess right. who like was my best friend growing up. But yeah, so my older brother he takes me outside and we just walk for miles up the beach. And he's like, I'm again like 12, he's probably like 16. And he's just like super honest with me. And he tells me all he saw and everything he knew. And he's like, this is like what we've always avoided is this moment. And he's like, but hey, we made it. And he's like, and we're better for it. And like the sun's coming up and I'm just like, why am I looking at the pier with my brother and I'm like crying and I'm like, oh, it all makes so much sense. Like, okay, like everyone else had like a mom that like was there all the time. And I don't know. I don't know. It was really, really awesome. And then like, it was one of those things where my dad couldn't hide anything else. And we're just letting loose so much. And my dad works so hard and never really gets to that point. Right. And I just remember like there was a thunderstorm coming and they're telling us to leave the hotel pool. My dad's like, fuck that. Let's swim. There's <laughs> just like pouring rain and we're all like laughing. And it was just like, yeah, like, fuck it. Like. What this is dope. Like this is what we've always had and always will have. Yeah. And like I honestly feel very fortunate to have um this situation. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, the mother daughter relationship is so important. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, well, that's pretty tight. I got cool brothers. A lot of women are really nice to me. Honestly, I feel like I have too many mothers. There's too many <laughs> overbearing mother figures in my life. Sure. That I feel like, yeah, I didn't really miss out on much, but it was a crazy day. It was it insane. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. That must have really strengthened the bond between you and your brothers. Yeah. Or brothers? Or, yes. Okay. So that's um, who you met today is Cy, and oh, then right. Jason's yeah. in the back, and uh, yeah. But it, Are you it's, the youngest? Or? Yeah. Okay. I'm the baby. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and it must have just opened things up to just be able to casually, you know, just... like. Well, did, did, did your mom try and get in... Has she ever tried to get in touch since then? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that all happened, and I was like, all right. I was like, I have to, and I, it was a really, I don't know if it, I didn't really cope with it perfectly maybe, but 
when things are that painful, you just shut them out. Right. So like I'm going through like high school at this point, and I was just like, when people asked about my mom, I was like, oh, she's not around. And I never really said dead or alive, and it made a lot of people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fun to say that to like cookie cutter households when I came <laughs> over to like my friend Sarah's house for like dinner, and her mom's like, "So, um, what's your what's your mom like? What's she do?" I was like, "I don't drugs. I don't know. <laughs> Loose in Florida. I don't. That's as far as I know." Uh, and they just like, "Oh." <laughs> so it was it was fun, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, so in high school she'd reach out to me like. Months, months later, she like called the house, and I was just pissed at her. And I, that's when I started calling her by her first name. Mm. And I just was like, oh, what do you need, Donna? Mm. She's like, and this, like, this was like this, the few times I talked to her was so interesting because she was moving around and like living like along the um, East Coast. And she grew up in West Virginia, I believe, or okay. she at least her, that's where her mom lived, mm-hmm. where this gets deep. Um, she ends up spending the end of her life, I believe, or at least one p- p- part of this. Um, Journey. Oh, cool. The phone is ringing for the ghost. Um, <laughs> great. It stopped. So um, I remember she called me one time. She was like living somewhere in a trailer and just like would call me and talk to me about her fucking chickens her and her boyfriend had all the time. Okay. And I'd be like trying to write a paper at like 8 p.m. And I was like, you don't call me to check on me. I can tell that you're a distant addict. Like, stop fucking calling me. And I'd be like, I just be like, like bitter old bitch almost like at my little desk like i'm trying to write a paper donna don't call back and like slam on the phone and like she'd yeah. call back and get really shitty and like, drunker like leave voicemails all night long i'd be like dad can we block her and he's like oh okay like we'll try and it was it was like just on and off she'd call um but she ended up spending a period of time living with her mother and her stepfather and was so deep in her like addiction at this point that she started sleeping with her stepfather for drug money wow. Just like the big fuck you to your mom. Like, yeah, oh my God. So she's tight. Um, uh, but yeah, she would call and stuff. And then I actually, when I was 15 years old, this is the last time I talked to her. She calls and I'm like, the power had just gone out and I was writing a paper about like Titanic. Oh, big, real big paper. Sure. And like 10th grade. And I um, had just gotten into MySpace and I just yeah. also got my lip pierced, okay? Oh, boy. I got my lip pierced. Okay. Um, and she's did like, you have the, sorry, did you no. have the classic uh, uh, camera or photo in the mirror shot? Oh, you already know. A lot of eyeliner <laughs> back then. Um, definitely like more like, Shopped at PacSun because I was like a rich emo, but I wasn't rich. I was just like wanted to look that way. It was terrible. Were you listening to? Oh Panic God! I, disco, I, about, like, I was, no, stuff. yes, it was so bad. <laughs> Fall out, mow the lawn to Fall Out oh, Boy and cry. Yeah. Um, oh God, so much Sum Forty One and then, like Alkaline Trio. Like, are you even sad? Oh, oh nice. my God! Yeah. See, I went the more like I, I was to a lot of Keen. Do you remember them? No. Oh, God. Well, tell me a song. Sing Uh, me a song. (laughs) Somewhere only we know. Oh. So why don't we go? Yes. Anyway, it was really just sad piano music. (laughs) Uh, I went the angsty Garden State soundtrack route. Oh, of course. (laughs) That's what I did. No, I love it. I mean, that's better than what I was doing. Uh, Uh, That's debatable. Anyway. Okay. So. I would I would change what I was based on like the boy I had a crush on. Nice. You know, That's like, always healthy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I really knew who I was in high school. Well, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay. So, so she calls you. You just got into MySpace. I just got into MySpace. I just, uh, the power went out back then when things didn't just automatically save like halfway through my Titanic paper and I was pissed. And then my, I'm so like, I'm 
sulking around. The computer's restarting. The phone rings. I'm like, what, Donna? <laughs> She's like, yeah, there are my chickens today, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, honestly. I was like, stop calling me. These stories are terrible. I was like, I honestly, like, I'm so pissed off right now. Yeah. And then she got really offended and defensive. And she said, I just wanted to call you and let you know that I found your MySpace. And I was like, tight. And she said, uh, and I, I had I had to be the one to tell you, I hate to be the one to tell you that you look like a whore with that lip ring. How many dicks do you suck? <laughs> and I was just like, honestly, if you could never call me again, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be just great. And she didn't. She would call me back. I ended up hanging up on her. And I told her that, like, I remember that, like, the last thing I said to her was, you've never been my mother, Donna, or some shit, and hung up. It's, like, super... But then, like, I wouldn't talk to her. My brothers would still talk to her sometime, and I'd get pissed at them. And I was like, what can you... How dare you? Mm -hmm. um, but the reason I got my little sad, angsty lip ring, not the reason, but my excuse, I guess, was I had just had a friend who was murdered by her stepfather, and I was Ugh. pretty bummed about it. And yeah. I tried to explain to her, I was like, well, like, we both were gonna get lip rings together, and this is my sad way of coping. And she's like, ah, but she, yeah, so, uh, it was, yeah, it was interesting. But she, so then, um, fast forward when I was 19 years old, that's the last time I talked to her, I was working commercial cleanup, and I was like cleaning some room with like my partner at the time, my, my buddy, and mm -hmm. I'm like wiping down the countertops. I get a phone call from my brother. And he literally is like, hey, just real quick, uh, mom is dead. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, thanks for the warning. And I'll talk to you later. And he's like, okay, yeah, see ya. And he, so we hang up. And I'm just like staring at like this one countertop, wiping it and wiping it and wiping it. And yeah. my buddy walks over like, hey, you good? What's up? What was that about? And I just turn towards him, like still wiping this counter with like tears streaming down my face. I'm like, oh, not much. My mom's dead. And he's like, uh, you should, you should get going, I think. And I was like, oh, we got a lot of rooms to clean, Chuck. Don't worry about it. And he's like, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, so that was like, they just had to like drag me out of my car. They're like, you should feel something. I was like, no, I, okay, I'll mm -hmm. think about it. But it was, yeah, it was a very interesting um, uh, moment. But it was a fun day. Did you feel anything? Um, I did. It was sadly that my biggest feel was like relief. So I was dating this piece of shit, uh, Brady. I'll say it. Oh, Brady. Good. Big talk. Shout out to you, Brady. You big fuckwad. Oh, man, I hate you. Um, I'm still bitter, of course. I am. <laughs> um, so, you know, he was dating me for almost two years. And I end up, you know, I spend some time with my brothers that afternoon, call my dad and say, what's up, love ya. And then I go to his house. Like, I go to his, like, shitty apartment. And I'm, I'm getting phone calls from people I don't even remember meeting like mm, these like family or yeah so like extensions of my mom's family and they're calling me they're like i'm trina i'm your sister's brother mother's like blah 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 twice removed your mother's mm. and i'm like okay and then i'm just like these people are calling me and telling me these stories and they're telling me they love me and i was just like so overwhelmed and really not understanding like like she, i was like to me she's been dead like but now she's dead so what's that mean and i'm getting these phone calls so i'm sitting on this piece of shit's couch okay yeah. he's playing video games on his laptop, not even like thinking to console me at all. No. And he comes over to me and I'm just on the phone with some like West Virginian hillbilly who apparently I'm related to and they're like crying and they're they're so sorry. And I'm, I'm like, it's cool, it's cool. And I'm just crying and uh, tears are just streaming down my face again, like not that like deep, like, <laughs> but it was like a, my, my body was like, come on, we gotta do something. And he comes over, he sits next to me on the couch puts his hand on my thigh, puts his hand up my thigh, puts his hand up my shirt and starts feeling me up. 
and I look at him and I was like, hey, kind of dealing with something right now. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, frustrated and pissed off. And he, st he stands up and he's like, you never even fucking liked her. He's like, relax. And then, so I'm like, what the fuck is, I was like, what is wrong with this guy, right? So I ended up like, you know, the phone calls stop and I'm sitting there just dead inside, kind of mad at him, but like really couldn't do anything. And like, I'm just running through my head like, what were her last moments like? Like, did she think of me? Like, what what is this feeling like? Oh my God. Yeah. And like, what's it feel like to die? Like, oh my, like all these fucking questions and it's this scary, scary, weird thing. And I'm just so in my own head that I never tell a lot of people this, but I feel like I should share it. Yeah, um, I always tell people about the feeling up thing and how appalled I was. Yeah. Um, what I don't tell people is he ended up fucking me. He ended up fucking me while I just lay there crying. Just like, it wasn't forceful um, or anything. Yeah. It was just, I had nothing in me and I just wanted him to stop yelling at me. And I'm just like laying there like, I wonder what it feels like to die. And I'm just like laying there getting fucked. And it was like the weirdest moment. Wow. Like that's how like, I was like, maybe... Maybe I can feel something if I get a dick in me. Sure. Like, yeah, but just it, looking to feel anything. Yeah, it was really, it was, that well, guy sucks. But um, yeah. yeah, I ended up breaking up with him a couple months later. That's good. And he, he, he asked why. And I was like, you fucked me when my mom died. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a little bit I more time. I was crying <laughs> while you were having sex <laughs> oh, with me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a fun day. That says it all. Wow. Yeah. I feel like none of this is fun <laughs> to talk about. I'm so sorry. Don't be. Cool. No. Thank you. Um, um, uh, more importantly, um, I mean, as time has gone on, like, do you know, like, does, is addiction running your mom's side of the family? Like, it's, it's, or, you know, like, are you able ever at times to, like, see just a really sad person who maybe wanted to be more but couldn't? And there's a, no wrong answer to this. Or... I don't know. I just I wonder if like your opinion of her ever fluctuates, or if like at times you'd be like, oh, I kind of, or if it's just pretty consistent, like with I how know. I feel about her, yeah. or just yeah. So I think addiction does run in the family. Yeah. My oldest brother, honestly, has struggled in his own ways. Um, mm -hmm. He's doing great now, um, but I mean, there's even some times where I'm like, God, I just drank for a week straight. But then I'm like, but I'm young and I work at a brewery, and you're supposed to be drunk. Right. <laughs> so. Um, I, I don't know. Like it, it does scare me sometimes. Um, I feel like I haven't really used or tried other things. But yeah, like it, it was really interesting. You know, like as a young girl, I had to heal after she abandoned me initially. Right. And then I had to. I saw her. I saw her for who she was. Like that last time. And then I had a different. I was like, okay, well, she's changed and she can't go back. Mm. And I got okay with that. And then you know, I like I hardened myself through high school and was like very tough and like very much said like my mom's dead to me and was like proud of that in a way mm -hmm. just like again just a weird coping mechanism sure, so. and then once she died at 19 it took me like probably like just years of thinking back on it and like learning more from mm -hmm. her friends and just getting these phone calls from these other women that like were in AA with her and like knew her story and I just had no idea yeah she had a very um, complicated childhood that I never knew about. I didn't know what she did. I also know that she wouldn't let her father hold me as a child. And okay, that's telling. Yes. So yeah. it, it just as a young woman and like my own experiences, like and then just being, I, I sit back now and I just feel so bad. I just feel so bad and I feel bad for my father and like he did all he could, but like my mom, like it's just one of those stories where it doesn't work out. Yeah. You know, where she... She was given opportunities. She tried, um, and like it maybe just wasn't enough. So mm -hmm. 
but I, yeah, I, I have a huge soft spot for like people like going through addiction or like even just like quitting smoking, like things like that are like, phenomenal. And it, it, those are just like, um, things that maybe aren't healthy and like, it's, it's natural and you all want to like try your things. And I don't know, like sometimes I think about just like for her or for my own experience, like just not drinking for whatever amount of time, like maybe even like, just be like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot like for her in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. But I, I definitely like, I, I feel, I feel for those people with addiction. It's, it's stressful. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, thing. I went to, uh, they have narcotics or no, not narcotics. Um, I mean, that is a thing, but, um, nicotine anonymous. Yeah. And I went to several meetings of that and it's, you know, it's in the same, uh, the one that I went to is in the same like back room of a coffee shop where they do narcotics and alcohol anonymous. Yeah. And you know, it's hard to even like, uh, to look at it in the same vein. You know, like I would compare myself to like, well, yeah, this isn't, I mean, it's affecting my health, but you know, like my life hasn't changed because I'm smoking. Right. In the sense that if I'm doing heroin, you know, obviously. (laughs) Right. You know, and so it took me a little while to like, just accept the fact that it's like, well, you're still an addict. It's just happens to be to something that you can get at 7-Eleven. Instead of from a creepy guy right. in, the, in the corner. Right. And even now, I'm still like, you know, there's probably people who've been through heavier things than I have who are just like, yeah, whatever. But, you know, I just have to remember. I'm like, well, this is my situation. I got to work on it. And, you know, like, anyway. You no, know, so. it's also subjective. And, like, it really just depends on, like, um, your personal goals and not comparing yourself to others in, term of, in terms of, like, healing, I guess. Yeah. Um, my stepbrother, I don't know his full extent of things, but... He's a year older than me. He's been in and out of jail and just like we, you know, he's done very extensive rehabs that yeah. just haven't worked. Sure. So, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole interesting thing where I'm like sympathizing more than ever mm-hmm. um, with his mother and my stepmom. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But the relationship with you and your brothers is like great. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. That's it's awesome. Fun. Yes. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I'm glad that there was, you know, the takeaway from that weekend in Florida was that it did kind of create a bond, I guess. Of, oh, like, absolutely. Been this together. And I think we of, had a lot um, of like deep angst and like shit, sure. obviously, in our own heads. And that, yeah, it was a very freeing weekend. It was really nice to see my dad be like, well, can't hide everything. And right. that's what it is. So, yeah. Isn't she terrifying? Oh, look at that. Yeah. So. When you initially said that, like, your reaction was relief, I was I was curious. And now I, th- I think that totally makes sense. Yeah. it just lifted this, it just, it, you saw everything for what it was. Yeah. And, like, and everybody, nobody was hiding anything anymore. I loved it. And so, yeah, that's, wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Welcome home, br- thank briefly. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been good so far. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, this is by far the the coolest location I've done Ugh. a podcast in. Yeah, we can totally so. walk around and look at meat hooks yeah. and stuff too if you want Great. to. Great. Yeah. Let's see some meat hooks. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, um, where can people find you on social media and all that stuff? Oh, um, just Amber Falter on Facebook, of course. Um, and then Instagram. I uh, do a lot for my Instagram stories. Nice. Uh, a lot of dog posts or whatever. Um, and that's Amber Marie Falter on okay. Instagram. But yeah, awesome. check it out. Yeah, and if you're in the Columbus area, I'm sure you can see Amber performing somewhere. Yeah, often. <laughs> My monthly show is uh, at the Daily Growler in German Village, and it's called the Growlin' Gremlin. Oh, cool. um, and it's really fun. It's a really tiny room, and it's cute. 
Great. Hell yeah. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Yeah. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again to Amber for coming on. Really just a, a, a great conversation. As promised, I, uh, I'd like to read an email from one of the listeners of this fine program. And here it is. All right. So this email is from Benji. And uh, boy, it's a doozy. So he says, um, when I was 16, my girlfriend and I at the time were finally ready to have sex. As one might expect of a 16-year-old, I was excited. Neither hell nor high water was going to stand between me and my final destination. I get ready for the night, trim everything up, showered extra well. Unfortunately, there was an issue. I have an intestinal disorder that sometimes causes my shit to become large and quite solid, a quite solid wall inside me. I wasn't aware it was a treatable problem, and in fact, I just thought everyone had to deal with the equivalent of anal kidney stones. I bring this up because I had a mighty one that had been loaded into the gun for several days. All right, so you're backed up. That's always a good way to go into sexual experience. So the plan is to have sex on her parents' bed when, they're out of, when they were out of town. She was a little kinky, so she demanded we do it in her parents' bed. Okay, so things are going well. They're heating up. We're starting to get to it. And then she stuck her finger up my ass. Oh, God. My brain hits the panic switch, and every muscle in my body locks up tighter than a virgin. But it was too late. I take a massive, painful, painful shit all over her parents' comforter. No, you aren't understanding. I mean large. Huge. Immense. Take your largest shit and multiply it by, like, 42, and you'll have an idea of what flew out of me. Oh, my God. And Joe, by I mean flu, I don't mean like, meh, I pooped. I mean projectile. I mean hurricane force winds hitting an umbrella stand. And to do it in my condition, it comes out as large, dark, brown, smelly harpoon. Oh my God, how big was this shit? I know it hit her. I didn't see it, but she ran screaming, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, ooh. I've always imagined that due to her position, it hit her in the chin. Or at least the tits. Oh, that's nice. I didn't go after her, so I just laid there, and then the smell hit me. It smelled like someone rolled a cat in shit and then threw it into a tire fire. I looked down at the foot of the bed and saw the biggest shit to date. And when I did, I noticed the blood. Oh my god, this is gross. Ugh. Because it was so big, it, caught, it ripped my ass a little bit. There was a small pool of blood where my ass had been. The exact spot where I lost my virginity. I will treasure this memory for all time. <laughs> Good. So what I did with the shit, I picked it up with my hands, went to... You picked it up with your hands? Oh my god. Went down to the downstairs bathroom and threw one third of it away, fearing that it would clog the toilet. So I stood there holding two thirds of the biggest shit of all time. I wish I had a picture of this. I... Yeah, a picture is a thousand words, I guess. I stuck toilet paper between my cheeks and got dressed and went home. My girlfriend and I didn't talk for a few days until she showed up at my house. We had a long talk about what happened, and by talk, I mean she broke up with me because I shit on her. Wow. Benji, uh, that is one horrific shitty tale. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. That is... A perfect example of what this show is all about. Uh, that's all I've got for this week. I'm not going to top that. Feel free to please give uh, five stars for the episode. Email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. 
And check out Bad Times Good Stories Pod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon. That's all I've got for now. So until next Wednesday, keep laughing.